1: up Wizards fans welcome to another Believe in Wizards podcast I'm Abadurno I've got Bryce Simon joining me here today of Motor City Hoops the Pistons Pulse podcast the Game Theory podcast anything else here I'm missing Bryce uh, you're, you're all over the place these days
0: yeah um, I get to talk about basketball a lot which is a lot of fun and, and one of my passions and I'm fortunate enough I do it exclusively about the Pistons, but yeah, now I got game theory where I can talk general NBA, NBA draft. You and I, I, I enjoy our text messages back and forth talking to draft prospects. Know. I, I know that's not what we're here to talk about today. Uh, we got really lucky just now, I have to say, Matt, we're yeah. recording the podcast with Keith Smith that's of all people, yep. and I hear his phone go off, and I'm like, huh, I wonder what happened. And then it was a Pistons trade right yep. in the middle of our live recording, so...
1: And and that episode was great and has a lot of detail on the Thank sort you. of salary cap and financial implications of this too, which Keith is so great at. And I will include the link to that um, in in all the postings for this too. Thank I would you. encourage anybody to go back and and check that out for for more detail here. I really just want to get into some of what we're getting back because <laughs> I, I think for Wizards fans, it's hard enough to watch the Wizards, one bad team, and Pistons also not very good. So I imagine very few of us have seen much of uh, you know Livers or, or Bagley so far. First, brought to you by Stateside Vodka and the Surfside Hard Ice Teas, Hard Lemonades, Hard Every Flavor You Can Think Of. They're all just as good as the others. They're all delicious. And online it's your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, UFC, golf, tennis, everything you can think of. It's the fastest and easiest way to place wagers, including live betting on your favorite casino and card games. Head to the website and use our promo code BLEAV for 50% off. Uh, you're welcome to bonus on your first deposit. and. Better line. It's where the game starts. So I don't know. I wouldn't have put money on the Wizards making this trade <laughs> or getting anything in return for Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala. So sorry about that. But uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the actual details of the trade yet, the Wizards are sending out Muscala and uh, Danilo Gallinari and seemingly nothing else, which I was surprised there wasn't more added in there. In return, they're getting Marvin Bagley, the third Isaiah livers and two second round picks. I was hoping it would be the Wizards 24 second round pick. Seems like that's not the case. Uh, it's a 25 and 26 James Edwards, who covers the Pistons for the athletic also said that those picks are so convoluted that it's easier to just keep yeah. them simple. And, and I know um, Amari, your, your co-host is probably working through all those details right now too, but, uh, Bryce's initial reaction to the trade here from you.
0: Yeah. Uh, convoluted enough that even Keith Smith didn't like go <laughs> into the details and and we love going into the details and even Keith was like, oh yeah, like this is like, and so I, I said, as long as it's not the 2024, one that you just brought up because so just so people know the Pistons 2024 is actually in Toronto now after okay. the trade that just went down with OG IQ and RJ Barrett. Okay. But the Pistons, I think it's the the better of the Wizards or the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. like there's some sort of three-team thing there or whatever. So um, anyway, my thoughts, what do we want to start? We want to start what I just thought is a Pistons yeah, person. Just-
1: um, I don't know, it, over oversimplifying here, but who won this trade, in your opinion? Uh, I'm I'm a little biased. I, th- I think the Wizards did, and that's so a rare thing here. But,
0: some, but Somebody brought up an interesting point that a lot of times in trades, we say who got the best player, right? Sure. Like who got the best player, and that's the team that won. I would guess, based on age and those type of things, the Wizards probably got the best player. I would yeah. say that Marvin Bagley III is probably the most exciting player. Yeah. Exciting is a little bit excessive, but most exciting player sure. of the four in the trade. It's come out in over the last hour or so, however long this has been, that this was a table-setting move for the Pistons and something that's going to be bigger. Sure. And it, we could get into the weeds from the Pistons' side. like They traded for Marvin Bagley. They gave him a contract that nobody thought was a good contract. Then they went and got James Wiseman. Now they're having to pay, essentially, to get off of his contract. All of those things. But, um, yeah, I mean, they accomplished something for them, right? Like, I, I would still
1: Hopefully, think... This- the Wizards got something out of two guys I didn't think they'd get anything for. So to me, that's a win. But from the Pistons' perspective, you are clearing up room. If you're Troy Weaver, you kind of have to make a bigger swing here this year. And, and if Bagley's not in your future because he's positionally redundant, move him now. Pay the cost. You could always buy two second-round picks back if sure. you have to. So um, you're, you're paying a premium, like a reasonably hefty premium, I would say, to, to get off a guy. But if you can turn it into a bigger move later, then then you need to do that if you're Weaver.
0: Yeah. I mean, so that's where it's like second round picks or second, like sometimes I'm like, man, second round picks can be valuable, right? Cause some of these sure. teams really need them. And then at other times we're like, we can just throw them around cause you can buy one if you need yeah. it. And so uh, sometimes I think the, the context around them gets a little, but yeah, I, I just hate the idea. I hate the process of how this went down mm-hmm. for the Pistons. And that's kind of been something that's really come to fruition <laughs> with Troy Weaver recently is just the process of some of this stuff. But in the end of the day, Bagley hadn't played for the Pistons. He played the last game, but like five or six games before that, he was a healthy scratch. The minutes were going to Wiseman. They have, you know, Isaiah Stewart should be playing more at the five mm-hmm. than the four anyway. Mm-hmm. And so just on the courts, it doesn't hurt a whole lot.
1: I think for Wizards fans last night, we were watching them play the Hawks and it was like, oh, Gallinari and Muscala aren't getting off the bench. This is something. Patrick Baldwin Jr. is the first big off the bench. saw that, yeah. Like, have, has the, have we turned a corner here? So it, it makes sense that this move comes exactly after that. Um, just on the year on the surface, I think Bagley's numbers look pretty decent, 10 points per game, four and a half rebounds, one assist, 82% from the free throw line, which is nice to see, uh, only about 18 minutes a game does not stretch the floor basically at all about 17% from, from three, but, Seems decent on paper, uh, Bryce. What are we actually getting in Marvin Bagley? Is is he strictly a four? Can he play next to Gafford? Can he play next to Kuzma? Like, How do you see him kind of fitting in here? Can he be a backup five since we basically just traded our backup fives out?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for the record, I've been team Marvin Bagley the third over team James Wiseman in terms of the backup big for this team so or Mm -hmm. what what whenever he was on the roster so I think Marvin Bagley has played well there are some real defensive concerns right he's like not great defensively but he is kind of bouncy he has really soft touch I said going back like 12 months ago if you just watch the bigs on this team shoot Marvin Bagley's jumper in form was the one I would, yeah, yeah, is the one I would bet on. Now, I believe before he came to Detroit when he was in sack, they did kind of put him in the corner. And I don't know that it always went well, but I think he had a year where he shot decent from three a few years ago, one of those seasons in Sacramento. I'd have to look it up, but you know, the times I I I have get
1: kind of worse as his career has gone on. Correct, correct. You
0: know, so there is some skill level. I know there's some people that like watch the Pistons' pulse that think he is a true four man. I kind of like the idea of him as a backup five that moves pretty well and has nice touch and can really score the basketball whenever and not as like the focal point, but can just get some buckets. So I said, I think his prototypical role is as a fifth big, but on a team like the Pistons on a team like the Wizards, if he's your fourth big, like, are you going to complain about that?
1: He officially becomes the second big on the Wizards (laughs) by virtue of we don't have anyone else other than Daniel Gafford. And I think he immediately slots ahead of Patrick Baldwin Jr., who was kind of like more – Four, three, then five, four. So let
0: let me clear. And so when I say fifth big, I'm saying like you have your five and your four starters, your five and your four, and then he's kind of the next guy. And I do, if I had to say like, I would say he's an 80, 20, like five man, four man. Like I would lean a little more. Five is probably going to be better, but Um, that's good to hear. Yeah. I I, I think you could play him at the four in, in some situations. Uh, and that's great. So you mentioned the defense
1: here. Is there, is there any rim protection here? Is he switchable at all? Like, is there anything we could potentially see him hang his hat on defensively, you know, if he keeps improving?
0: Yeah. I mean, no, I, I think a lot of stuff is awareness with Marvin okay. Bagley, the third, um, there is some athleticism, you know, it's, I bring him and James Wiseman up a lot when I talk about Chet Holmgren and not to like talk about the thunder who are awesome to talk about right now like chet holds up yeah chet holds up like when he plays with verticality very well for somebody as slight as he is Mm. where like someone like marvin bagley doesn't like it seems like he can like when he takes contact in his core he doesn't hold up like he bends at the waist when that happens i will say some of his best basketball was when he initially got traded to the pistons he played really well and him and kate actually had some really good chemistry i remember and, that and i
1: yeah. remember you tweeting about like oh this this looks kind of good so far and
0: so you know maybe you get that ju- was that just the jump was mm-hmm. it how the the team prioritized him whatever i don't know you know who you guys have to run that pick and roll with him but jones pick and roll pick and roll you know, maestro,
1: baby so there, that, there you go that's it yeah
0: Perfect. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Jordan Poole's not going to probably do it. That's not really his game. So yeah, maybe a Tyus Jones, Marvin Bagley, the third in the second unit for the wizards. Just, you know, not that winning's the most important thing for either, either of our teams right now, but I think it could look decent.
1: Yeah. I'd like to see it like good looking basketball. Anything yeah. above that is just sort of a nice to have at this point. Uh, Bagley is the guy that like at Duke, I hated how much I enjoyed watching him play college basketball. Cause he just dominated people. You couldn't stop him around the rim. Doesn't necessarily translate as cleanly to the NBA, but I've always thought that this guy should be better than he is. And 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 maybe if you just give him a clean slate of, there's literally no one here to pull you out and replace you with. So just play through it. Um, he's, he's somebody that could like at least – I don't know. I I just feel like he's somebody whose value is going to go up in this situation and it can't go down. So at the very least, that's, that's a worthwhile guy to take a shot on.
0: And here's the thing. He only has one more year on that contract that everybody hated. So if you make this trade, essentially you took on one year of money. If you're the wizards to take a flyer on a guy that could be decent, like Mm -hmm. could, like, I don't love, I would have rather traded away James Wiseman than Marvin Bagley, the third, if I, if I had to tell you, but like, you know, and, and again, I, I don't want Wizards fans just to be like, oh, the, the Pistons were just getting rid of him for no reason. I think from what it sounds like, the tweets from my co-host Amari Sankova second is this was a table-setting move for the Pistons. Yeah, they needed the biggest coming here, expiring yeah. contracts, and Marvin is not expiring. And I think that's yeah. the the huge caveat there that he does have that one extra year. So there is potential here i wouldn't be over the moon if i was a wizards fan but i would tune into some games over the next couple weeks and hey like see how he looks he aesthetically i think people will enjoy watching him play
1: i can live with that i think uh just decent enough looking basketball is an improvement here at from your guys perspective Need shooting too. So these two bigs, yeah. I, I don't know if one or either stick around long-term, but at least they provide theoretical shooting. Um, neither had shot particularly well from three. Gallinari low 30s, like 31%, Scala 28, something like that. But, you know, they can hit them at least and teams have to guard them. So. Maybe one of the two of them is in Detroit long enough to to make some difference. I don't know. Maybe it's a buyout. Maybe they are salary filler. Um, that'll be kind of interesting. To
0: see. So Keith brought up Gallo immediately being as a buyout candidate. Okay. He seemed to think like Mascala, I believe a little bit younger. Yeah. And ma- He's maybe got Mascala, in the tank, but. a little more. And this team does need floor spacing from the big position. So I mm-hmm. could see Mascala cracking the rotation in some scenarios. It's also interesting. Uh, Gallo's agent is Arn Tellem's son, Arn Tellem, a member of the Pistons front office. So, um, you know, there's there's an interesting connection there as well. Yeah, I mean, I assume this ends up just being salary filler and what sounds like maybe another move for the Pistons. But in the meantime, I'm telling you, like, as you say, watching bad, Bath, you know, good quality seeing a a floor spacing big isn't going to be couldn't be the worst thing for the Pistons the defense is a mess regardless of who (laughs) they put out there so you're not getting uh, much worse on that end and yes that's
1: kind of how I felt for the Wizards like well Gallinari has been rough to watch defensively but whoever replaced him wouldn't be much better either one other thing Keith mentioned on your pod that I thought was really interesting and it was something I was immediately trying to look into figuring out so I'm glad someone much smarter did that homework for me was that uh, the Wizards could do this move largely because of the trade exception they got for trading Chris Tapp's Porzingis. And that was another thing that was interesting for Wizards fans. It was just, oh, we traded Chris Tapp's Porzingis for Tyus Jones. We lost that trade. As I keep reiterating, no, we, more. We, we traded, uh, you know, we got Tyus Jones as a thank you for helping facilitate Porzingis going where he wants. And you've also created that trade exception. So now they're putting it to use, taking a flyer and a young big. Um, I, I think this is just the kind of move that I thought this front office would make a lot of. And you get a couple second round picks to do it. Eventually the wizards should own every second round pick from now until the end of time. So that's also good for them. Uh, there is one other piece in this deal. Bryce. Real quick before yeah, please, we
0: start, like, please Bagley is like athletic as well. Sure. So I don't know if that's a necessity for the wizards like i know i for
1: sure
0: i mean i know gafford does what he does but if that's it (laughs) obviously yeah gallo and Mescala for whatever is left in the tank that definitely was not if it was ever part of the equation for those guys so a pick and roll lob threat even if again if it's off the bench i believe that marvin bagley the third can do that so like just an infusion of athleticism and some you know rim gravity with the potential of if you wanted to let him, you know, uh, explore the space with his perimeter attack, a closeout, mm-hmm. shoot threes, why not? I've got I mean, to lose here—that's yeah, not a West
1: Unsell Jr. staple of letting people cook. So that
0: that would be interesting. If yeah, if if they like let let—I'm really interested to see if they let him do that at all. Um, but yeah, uh, I, as a Wizards fan, it, again, it, it would be—I'm not over the moon, but hey, this will be interesting to watch.
1: The last piece of this, and we'll keep it quick and get you out of here, is just Isaiah Livers. I know he's a guy you and I both liked as yep. a rookie, and uh, he's just kind of seemingly fallen off. and And I've honestly not watched much Pistons this year. So when I when I saw the reaction to to Livers this year, uh, my friend Ryan Oliver, who may or not, may not be listening to this, mentioned that seems like Pistons fans had definitely soured on him. I remember originally it was like kind of positive. He was shooting threes. He was like a cheap corner, you know, shooter three and D kind of guy, and. Um, the three point shooting has gone from 42% as a rookie, 37% as a sophomore down to 29% this year is the shooting fall off. Just the main reason why fans maybe have kind of soured on him a little bit.
0: Listen, we, we, and I'll include myself in it. Sometimes we sour on players way too fast, right? Just in general, it's been hard to support Isaiah livers getting minutes, especially Mm -hmm. when it's like minutes over Asar Thompson and stuff like that. He just hasn't played all that well. Okay. The idea of Isaiah livers is a very quality role player in this league. He's got decent size for a wing slash forward, can play the three, can play a little bit of four. So there's a little bit of versatility. The defense for me, it's the defense hasn't even been as good as what I thought. Like he's involved in a lot of the, he's a rookie. I I thought so. And and he's missed time. He had one reason he was a second round pick was he came, you know, he broke his foot. I think it was at Michigan so he's he's dealt with some injuries in the league as well. I, I hate the injury prone, but it does seem like some guys just have bad luck or whatever it is. So he's missed games. The shooting, has he has to make shots, Matt. Yep. And I think he has to be better than neutral defensively because he doesn't bring a whole lot else other than especially offensively. Mm-hmm. Even if he is making shots. The on-ball defense hasn't been great. And the off-ball defense hasn't been as good as what I thought, but it, it's a complete disaster off the ball for the Pistons. So it I mean he's involved in a miscommunication off the ball. It may not be him, it may be who he's working with in that situation.
1: Well, fortunately for him, he's coming to an equally shitty defensive situation. <laughs> so I, I don't know that there's much expectation that like with better personnel here around him, he'll he'll look better or anything like that. But but sometimes just a change of scenery or a different scheme maybe um can can boost these kind of guys into at least he's rotationable. It'd be nice to have another sort of true wing on the team. And somebody like Landry Sham, has been really sneaky good for the wizards and he's not likely to be here long-term. So can levers eat up a couple of those minutes when he moves? I think that would be at least a nice thought hypothetically. And if not, you wave him and, and you kind of move on and, and you don't really have to worry that much about it. If you're the wizards, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think again, like when the Pistons traded for Bagley, it was at the end of his rookie deal. And then they had mm-hmm. to make a decision right away Again, for the Wizards, you get him, and you you got one more year, and then and that's it. You don't have to worry about making a quick decision on him with livers. Like th- here's to, to tell people, Wizards fans, what we as Pistons like. We thought he was could be like the key to unlocking the starting lineup, right? Yeah. Like you have Cade, and then you have Ivy, who doesn't really shoot that well, and then you know if you're playing us, well, livers can be the floor spacer that unlocks some of these lineups. That was the idea. Yeah. So again. The theoretical idea of who Isaiah Livers is, is a very valuable NBA player. We've seen this happen, right? You go to another team and guys figure it out. You know, he's playing for the Pistons after he played at Michigan. Maybe going to Washington and playing for the Wizards. Maybe there's pressure. You know, all of these things. I don't know any of this firsthand, obviously, but all of these things play into how a player plays. So, I mean, I wouldn't write this off as a, throw in nobody you know type of thing i wouldn't bet a bunch of money on it worth
1: a a cheap gamble though a low risk kind of flyer i mean
0: what you guys gave up two guys who had no future there and all of that stuff to get marvin bagley the third who's been somewhat productive throughout his career just if you box score watch and isaiah livers who theoretically fits a very important archetype in today's NBA. Like I think you could do worse for two guys that weren't playing.
1: It, that's really kind of like a hole on the wizards roster. Really? Like it's just, you've got Jules Bernard on the two way from the go-go and sort of like a less athletic version of livers almost honestly. So uh, again, worth it. Just take a flyer, see what we can do. Maybe he gets back to what we thought as a rookie and, if not, it's it's just a no harm, no foul move. And and that's really what I want to see from our front office moving forward is just take flyers, take swings on some guys that are younger and have upside, not going out and getting more older vets that can't play. Like if we see Anthony Gill as the backup five and Bagley not playing, I'm going to rip the remaining hair I have out I and, and lose my shit. But I don't know, we'll take it. Um, Bryce, any other quick thoughts here that we didn't tackle? Anything you want to leave
0: people with? No, I, I just saw in the comments like A grade trade. Like, yeah, I mean, I think the Wizards probably won this trade. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, they got what is probably again, whenever you factor in age and things like that, you, you got the best player in Marvin Bagley. You have a player that fits the archetype. Like, I'm not saying this is like a home run swing. It's going to change the trajectory of the, of the, of the rebuild. Like, don't get me wrong, but But in, and and at the end of the day, if neither of those things happen, you still got two second round picks for two expiring contracts. And that's with me as someone that covers the Pistons, that not overly upset about it from my, our end, until we know what happens right like mm. if uh, the next move doesn't happen we will really be scratching our head or if this doesn't end up you know rolling into something else that really is a game changer but yeah i mean i think wizards fans should feel confident that their front office did something very very quality smart you know however you want to say it with this specific move i
1: go back about this with some buddies cover to the wizards also and, and they think you know, hey, it's mostly what you do with your lottery picks that determines the future of your franchise. And obviously those things are huge, but good teams hit on the margins with stuff like this. And if you're the Wizards, you have so little to work with that every single piece that you can kind of like milk from this roster, I, I think, is um, is huge for them. And like I said, if, if you're going to maybe buy out Gallinari anyway, if you get a second for him, total win.
0: Yeah, no, I think again I don't follow the Wizards super close. Uh, I apologize. Sure I actually, look I actually looked the other day and I think of I have to watch a lot of NBA because of game theory. Yep. It's actually my least watched team of like I looked through how many full games of teams I've watched. You know, some I've watched 10, 12 full games. The Wizards was only four. Sorry mm-hmm. Wizards fans. Um but I'll watch them on Monday. I I'll, I'll watch that game Monday, you know, interesting enough, ironically enough whatever, these two teams play on Monday night. So the the good
1: news is, if you've seen one wizard's game, you've seen all the wizards' games. Um, <laughs> last thing here, just Colin Bear, uh, Barnett, excuse me, and it never, it never makes no sense in the chat. Both mentioned that Pool and River uh, and Livers are good friends. Um, okay, so they both went to Michigan uh, for Pool's two years. It overlapped with li- uh, Livers, so I, I think you know maybe that's an opportunity there to just make Pool feel a little more comfortable too, getting one of his guys in there, and, and maybe that kind of helps, um, you know, with that transition a bit
0: too. So Yeah. Like I, I don't know this firsthand but it seems like stuff like that could factor in, right? Like just yeah, having somebody that you're comfortable with and, and those type of things. I don't, I, I for your listener, I played college basketball at two levels, JUCO and Division 1, actually so tell, in, tell them where. Tell okay, them where. out in the DC area, American yeah. University. So any uh, AU fans, alums, whatever, I was on the OA and the O9 conference championship in tournament teams, first in school history shout out. Um but uh you know, my my freshman year in JUCO you know, wasn't super comfortable with my roommate and like, mm-hmm. not that we didn't get along, but it was like not somebody I was close with my and second year. Yeah. Yeah. My second year, somebody I was super close with, really good friend, actually kind of a long distance uh, family. Okay. And it was just my vibe and my comfortability was completely different. And okay. for some people that stuff matters for others, it doesn't, right? Some people could be dumped in the middle of nowhere and figure it out. Someone like me, I really need that kind of comfort, comfortability in those situations. So yeah, maybe even for livers, it's like having somebody like yeah, that can yeah. help them feel more comfortable.
1: It can't hurt at the end of the day. Uh, as long as you know that they didn't like hate each other in school, we're, we're yeah. going to deal with that. <laughs> uh, another plug here uh, go check out the latest episode of the Game Theory podcast. Uh, Bryce and Sam Bassini spent some time on our boy, uh, Bilal Kulabali, during kind of rookie oh, yeah, app yeah. and things like that. So, um, really good conversation there. So, for anybody interested in that, definitely go check that out. Um, Bryce, for for anybody that wants more Pistons, wants more NBA in general, where can they find more of your stuff?
0: Yeah. So at Motor City Hoops on Twitter, if you guys want, we essentially our whole half of our episode with Key Smith and he broke down kind of both sides of this a little bit. Um, so the Pistons Pulse podcast on YouTube right now, it'll be up on podcast um, later on, maybe not till Tuesday with MLK Junior Day um, on Monday, and then the Game Theory podcast. So yeah, we talked about Bilal, had some quotes from our guy here, Matt Moderno, um, during that recording, and then we're actually going live this afternoon if you guys want to tune in. I'm, I assume we'll, we'll touch on it at the beginning of that episode along with everything else. So the, the Game Theory podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to pods
1: uh Bryce is like genuinely one of the nicest people that, that talks about basketball knows about thank basketball you. and I feel smarter every time we talk about it so appreciate thank you for doing this um I appreciated the shout out the other week and thanks for giving our Wizards some love we don't get a ton of that nationally so I uh, will take what we can get it and, and thanks for just podcasting your whole day away here and uh coming on and doing this so everybody um we'll have more on this later in the week just want to get some initial thoughts from somebody that actually watches these two guys so appreciate Bryce uh Bryce coming on here to do that rate mm-hmm. review subscribe all that uh Good stuff is appreciated. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, click that little like button for us. We always love that as well. And uh, we're presented by betonline.ag, and we'll catch you all next time.